Hey, let's be good. Peace be to you, brothers and sisters. That's continuing. Let's continue in our sermon series, God's Righteousness, a Great God, Amazing Salvation. Today we will conclude this series. This is the last part of this message. And it can be found, our text can be found in Romans chapter 16. Revelation of mysteries hidden from long ages past. Where did we come up with this sermon title? Look at chapter 16, verse 25. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden from long ages past. Paul labeled this as the mystery hidden from long ages past. What does this mean? And the answer can be found in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 6. The, this mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with, with Israel, members together of one body, sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So now we can conclude that the mystery hidden from long ages past connotes that all the people in the world, whether Jew or Gentile, as long as we are in Christ Jesus, we become co-heirs, members of one body and sharers together in the promise. No matter what nationality you may have, whether you are Chinese, or you're Filipino, or you're American, or Indian, or Japanese, as long as we are in Christ, we are of the same kind. We become co heirs, we become members of one body and shares together in the promise of the Lord. Look at verse 26. But now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God so that the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. Paul's declaring that this mystery has already been revealed. How did it became how did how was it revealed? In Romans chapter 16, verses 1 to 24. This is the content of the revelation of this mystery. When you are to read this uh, whole chapter, you would find that they have uh, all, all these are lists of people's names. Paul here mentioned 37 different names. And Paul gave greetings to 37 different people. But you have to take note. All these 37 people are people who are in the Lord. Oh, 
these are these people are part of the mysteries of the Lord. These thirty-seven people are the church. You know, in the in the Greek uh, term, the church is ecclesia. It's called it's a group of people being called out by the Lord. The church is not this building. Instead, the church are the people who are called out by the Lord. So you are the church. I am the church. All of us are the church of the Lord. In Romans chapter 16, this is the uh, uh, fellowship or the content of the gospel. A community of the gospel. It uh, comprises of different races, different cultures, and uh, different kinds of uh, the gender, and different social status, and different uh, personality. But we thank the Lord. Together we can. Uh, come together and worship the, our, our, our great God. This is the mystery of the gospel. And now it is revealed. Let me explain. The first, different races worshiping and serving God together. Look at verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. Here they mention two different names. It's Priscilla and Aquila. These two were Jews. Look at verse 7. Greet Andronicus and Hunia, who are my fellow Jews who have been imprisoned with me. My fellow Jews. Yeah, Paul addressed them as my fellow Jews. It means they were he were he were uh, Jews together with these people. So these two people mentioned here in verse 7 were of the same race. They were Jewish people. Look at verse 11. Look at uh, greet Herodion, my fellow Jew. Here is another Jewish person. So you'd find that there were a lot of Jewish people in, in his greetings. All these different names mentioned from Priscilla to Herodion were fellow Jews. Look at verse 1. I command to you, my sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Sensoria. Here, uh, the word Phoebe, the name Phoebe, is a name of a Greek person. So it's most likely Phoebe was a Greek instead of a Jew. Look at verse 8. Another person's name appeared. His name is Ampliatus. Look at verse 9. There are two different names. Urbanus, Urbanus and uh, Stachys. These three different names were names of Roman people. 
Jiang Jin Tabe Tai Chi. So here you would find something very special. No, my cow hui. In the church, uh, the church in Rome. There were Jews. There were Greeks. And there were Romans. And together they came to worship the Lord. They were from different races. They were from different cultures. But we thank the Lord. 2,000 years ago. They, have, they were uh, able to sit down together and worship the Lord. There were no racial discrimination that was, uh, that was taking place. You know why? You know why? It's because of the power of the gospel. Remember what Romans 1.16 said? For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to the Jew then to the Gentile. The gospel contains the power of God. It's, it has the power to transform the whole world. Can you imagine different races, people from different cultures coming together to worship and serve the Lord? This is such an amazing sight. Don't look down or look lightly upon this. Racial discrimination is a worldwide problem. Even though the Western culture or the Western world and society pay lip service to freedom and equality, but I can, uh, I can responsibly say something here. Racial discrimination remains a worldwide problem. All these, uh, all the different races have their own superiority complex. They feel that they are better than other people. They're Americans. They most, uh, most of the time, they look down upon the African Americans. They, they label them uh, Negroes or, or black people. And they label them uh, words that are not nice to hear. About Chinese. They look down on Indians. They look down on Filipinos. Because they look at them and they say, these are people without culture. This is a problem that exists worldwide. But we thank the Lord. Only gospel can change this. You know why? You know why? Because after we became Christians, we have learned to look at the different people in the world from the perspective of the Lord. In Genesis 1.27, so God created mankind in his own image. Regardless of which race or which nationality you may have, it is our belief that we all have the image of the Lord. In the eyes of the Lord, all of us are equal. He does not discriminate or look uh, strongly or in favor upon or one race or one culture upon the other. Okay, Let me tell you, only gospel 
Only the gospel can do such a thing. That's why the gospel is the hope of this world. It's not education, it's not culture. Only the gospel can change the whole world. That's why this responsibility was given to the church. We are the one who is to, uh, uh, to reveal the mystery of the, uh, of the long ages past to this world. The second, different genders worshiping and serving God together. When look at verse 1, the, the name Phoebe was mentioned. And verse 3 talked about Priscilla. These are names of women. Look at verse 6. Another sister was mentioned, Mary. I would, I would like to greet Mary. Look at verses 12 and 13. Greet uh, Typhenia and Typhosa, the, the, these, uh, those women who worked hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother who has been a mother to me too. In these two verses, mentioned four different sisters. Typhina and Typhosa. Another is Persis. Another is the mom, mother of Rufus. All these are women. If you are to read Romans chapter 16, Paul here mentioned uh, eight different sisters' names. The, the church in Rome. Not only do we see different races coming together to worship, we see different genders coming together, worshipping and serving. And you probably would say, what's unique about this? Because if you are to look at our church today, we have, we have mixed genders here. And in fact, we have more women. But please remember, this was about 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, men and women are not treated equally. Women should remain at home. They have no position nor status in society. That's why there is no equality between male and female. But today's world, and we have seen women's power and women's uh, liberation movement so powerful today. And one of the reasons here because women had been oppressed by men uh, for thousands of years. That's why women are rebelling. That's why uh, on one side we as men should repent. Don't think of ourselves uh, that we have male superiority. Look In the past, uh, a Chinese man can marry two or three wives and it shouldn't matter. Imagine, Just imagine. How about if a woman would have two or three husbands? She would be labeled with uh, different uh, names that are not good. And she, and she would be sentenced to death. How is that fair? A man can have two, uh, two, two to three, four or five wives if he wants, but the women cannot have different spouses. But in fact, 
all of them are not allowed. But there is totally no equality between male and female. So we thank the Lord. After this, uh, the gospel came to us, and we have found that uh, we are placing equality in both male and female. You know, a lot of women who live here in Southeast Asia or, or probably go to uh, United States or Canada, you don't know how, uh, how fortunate you, may, you are. If you were to be born in the Middle East, there's still no equality between male and female. When women go out, they have to cover themselves from head to toe. Nobody can see their face nor their figure. Only the, the only things you can see are, are their eyes. Imagine if you're in the Middle East. You know how hot the temperature is there is. And they have to cover themselves from head to toe. And they have totally they totally have no freedom. But we thank the Lord. Through the work of the gospel, slowly but surely the, the status of the women had been elevated. When Paul wrote the book of Romans, he specifically mentioned eight different women. And the fact that it was showing that these women can serve the Lord and worship the Lord together with other men in the church. This was total equality during that time. You know why? The same way. It's because of the gospel. Look at Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Male has, has the image of God. Likewise, the female has the image of God. So please take note. Only in Christ Jesus that we can find true equality between both male and female. Today's uh, women's liberation movement if they will depart from this truth then they will go in the wrong path. They're not fighting for equality, they're just quarreling. Gospel is our hope. Because the gospel has already been revealed. So may the Lord help us that we have to do our part in spreading the gospel that we can find true equality between male and female in this society. In the third part, different social classes worshipping and serving God together. Look at uh, verse uh, 10 in chapter, chapter 16, verse 10 and 11. Read those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Uh, Aristobulus. Look at verse 11. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. I want you to take note of one word here. In the household of. 
in the household of or belong to the household of or belong to the household of you know what this means in the past for those who who were living in the past they would uh, when they see this turn they would immediately know these were talking about the slaves of, of the household here Paul was uh, mentioning that there were slaves in among those who are worshipping in the Roman church look at chapter 16 verse uh, 14 here it mentioned different names of the brothers Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, and Hermes. Those who know how to read Greek, there's a sign or there's a mark for each word, uh, each, uh, the front of each name. Slave. And these are signs or marks that these five people were slaves. Of course, if you read it in Chinese or read it in English, there's no, there's no mark or sign. But in the original Greek text, if you are to read this, there's a mark, there's a symbol in front of each name to mark them off or separate them as slaves. Roman Empire is the one that uh, that really espouses and pushes for slavery. According to the historians, and there is such a high ratio of slaves in the, the Roman Empire. About 70% of those who lived in Roman Empires are, are slaves. They are more than the Roman citizens themselves. Please take no, we're talking about slaves, not servants. These were properties of the owners. They were treated like a dog, a cat, or, or a cattle. They have totally no position, no status in society. Of course, in the world that we live today, slaves no longer exist. We have servants, but we don't have slaves. Let's try to explain this. These people, these are people whom we'll consider as very low uh they're they're uh, in, society, in society they have a very they occupy very low class class c or class d or class e d, 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 d or e look at uh, verse 24 another name was mentioned here this person has uh, a status the city's director of public work and our brother Quartus sends you his greeting. Hey, what's this person? Oh, rather, Eratus. 
Erastus was the one who's in charge of all the public works. He's the one who's in charge of all the money. There's like the head of central bank. He was the finance head of the of the nation there. Person who occupies a very high position in society. Today's world. Upper class, class A, class B, He's part of the upper class in society, class A or class B. If you are to look, uh, read chapter sixteen of the book of Romans. Here it mentions four different families who were there in the church. Imagine that you can establish a church in your family. So how big is that family? These are middle class people. So you can just imagine. Which association, which group in this world that can come up Pull together class A, B, C, D, E. Let me tell you. You will never find such a place or such an organization. Those who are rich, they will form their own club. If you don't have the money, then you, ca- you cannot be a member of that club. membership You have to have a membership card. Try to go to the Highland. If you can go in. If you don't have the money to go and buy the membership, then you cannot enter. In this world, and the relationship between fellow men, we have created a lot of invisible walls. We separate those who have and those who have not. Those who are educated and those who are less educated. Those who have authority and those who have no authority. But we thank the Lord. Because only in Christ Jesus, only in Christ Jesus can we come together to worship and serve. So may the Lord help us. Every time that we come inside a church to worship, regardless of what position you may occupy in society, or probably you have no position at all in society, please remember, in this place, we are all equal, the same people. We are the children of God. In Revelation chapter 4, it mentioned 24 elders that worship the Lord. But it's very special. Among the 24 elders, they, at the start, all of them have, has a crown on their head. But uh, what's amazing, after they worship the Lord, the Bible says, they all took off their crown and placed it on the floor. And they worship the Lord. May the Lord help us. Every time, as you come into the household of the Lord to worship, Put, put down your crown. Put down your money. Put down your education. Put down whatever positions you may have. And worship the Lord together. In uh, in the book uh, in the New Testament. 
Yung Philemon. There's a book of Philemon. Kung gaw, tige, tige. Lai mo, kikia tige lo, pagkay kosu, tige, tige, ale, siyemi wai kosu. It talks about the, the story of the slave. Kung gaw, tige, huwili mo, no, tige lo, lai kita ale, siyemi wai. Onesimus. Ah, uh, this uh, this uh, Philemon has a slave names uh, whose name is Onesimus. And this Onesimus was not very good. He's a slave, huh? He was a slave. He robbed. Uh, he stole from Philemon and he fled. You know, when a slave flees or, or runs away, then it's a death sentence. What more if he stole from the owner? There's absolutely no hope. But what's amazing here is Onesimus met with Paul. And Paul led him to the Lord. He became a child of God. And for the sake of, uh, in, in behalf of Onesimus, Paul wrote the letter. He said, Philemon, you have to accept your slave Onesimus. Now he's no longer a slave. He's your brother, he's my brother. In the past, he has no use, he is of no use or no benefit to you. Right now, he's beneficial to both of us. According to church tradition, Philemon had accepted Onesimus. Not only did he not sentence him to death, but he set him free. No longer he was Onesimus' his slave. He became a brother there in his household. And another church tradition, Onesimus became a bishop in a certain city. This is according to church tradition or church history, but I don't know the, the veracity of these two news. But two, but two thousand years ago, it's not possible for a slave to become your brother. It's only possible because of Jesus Christ. We thank the Lord. Let me tell you once more. In this world, right, that we live in today, we no longer have slaves. But we have masters, we have servants. We have employers, we have employees. Inside a church, you would find an employer and employee worshipping together. Isn't this such a beautiful sight, an amazing sight? This is truly what's happening in our, 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 in our midst today. This is the mystery of the gospel. Last one. Different bloodline becoming one spiritual family. In the 37 names mentioned here in the chapter in chapter 16 of the book of Romans, there were couples there. There's Aquila and Priscilla. There are sons and mo uh, mother and son. Just like Rufus and his mother. But if you are to look at the other names, it seems like they have no connection together. But what's amazing here is in Christ they establish a spiritual connection. They became fellow brothers and sisters in the family of God. We become one big spiritual family. Look at 1 Timothy 3 verse 15. 
If I'm delayed, you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. This church, this household is the church of the eternal God. We thank God that the church is one spiritual family. A while ago, I said that the, in the Greek word, the church is ecclesia. Why is it God? Why has God called these people out? There's one reason. Look at Psalm 68, verse 6. God sets the lonely in families. God has this desire. He wants each one of us have to have our own family. He wants us to be in a family, an environment that... That uh, has love, that has care. Don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that your family is not good. But think about this. Inside a family, there's a bloodline connection, and there's a spiritual connection, I can guarantee you'd find that this family, this household will become better and better. Forgive me for saying this. There are families, even though they are connected by blood, but they quarrel so often. They often have this dispute and, and fights. They often fight and they often have quarrels and friction for benefit and for money. This kind of family, if you have will if you will be, are you able to establish a spiritual connection, let me tell you. A lot of these big situations, big uh frictional situation will become of no issue. Because uh, spiritual uh, connection uh, relationship is very unique. Let me show you some examples. Look at Phoebe. Look at verse 2. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. If to look at a Chinese uh, Bible, there are four instances where in the word she helped a lot of people was mentioned. Phoebe was somebody who was quite helpful to other people. You know, in the household of the Lord, you see certain people who love to help other people. He might not he or she might not know you. But when he or she sees you, she wants to help you. You know why? You know why? Because the love of God is in that person. Love is the one that will motivate us to help other people inside a church. There are, there are total strangers that we will hear of the, that they have needs. People will come out and help. I've have received money from people recently. A, a person gave me a hundred thousand pesos, but it's not for me. He said to me, said uh, Reverend Chung, 
If you see anybody who has a need inside the church, use this to help that person. <laughs> so imagine he he or she doesn't know who, who uh, to whom the money will go to. As long as there is a need, use this money to help. This is because of the spiritual connection. Look at the second one. Priscilla and Aquila. Look at verses 3 and 4. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. When Paul introduced Priscilla and Aquila, he used a very special kind of introduction. They risk their lives for me. In English, it's quite clear. They were willing to risk their lives for me. We find these people to be amazing. They are, we are willing to uh, lay down their lives for other people. Probably you say, Pastor, there's no such people that exist today. I would agree that you, you will not find many. But there are. I'll show you a testimony. This person is Reverend John Cow. He was the uh, director of the Koei, Koei, Koei International. He has this uh, problem. He has a very serious kidney problem. He had to go through dialysis. One of his kidneys is not functioning. The second one is not functioning anymore. So every other day, he has to go through dialysis. Do you know that you cannot imagine something? There was his sister. He wants, she wants to donate her own kidney uh, to that person. And her reason is quite, quite amazing. It's for the pastor, for Reverend John Kao to be able to continue God's work. So she, she donated her own kidney. It's not a matter of money. This is uh, uh, motivated by love. Because in, inside the Lord, because you will find love inside your relationship. I'm sorry. You cannot find even such a person sometimes in our own family. Because, of the, because here we can find this spiritual connection. Look at the third pair. Andronicus and Hujunia. And what about these two people? Look at verse 7. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles. They were in Christ before I was. How did Paul introduce these two people? These were people who spent time in prison with me. When Paul was in prison for the gospel, the first time he was in prison, he was in house arrest. He cannot leave that house. He had to look after himself because there's nobody who can take care of him. There are two brothers named Andronicus and Junia. 
Voluntarily came and to be uh, to him and to be imprisoned with him. You know what it means? They were the one looking after Paul in prison. Because Paul couldn't go out. These two people went in. And these people have the capacity to go in and out of that prison. Imagine. Just imagine. There are people who were willingly be in prison with you. This is what this connection, what is this connection? This is the spiritual connection. The fourth, look at these uh, sisters. Tryphena, Tryphosa, and Persis. And what about these three men? Look at how Paul introduced them. Look at verse 12. Greet Tryphena, Tryphosa, and are those women who worked hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. When Paul mentioned these three sisters, Paul used a phrase to describe them. Worked very hard. These three women worked very hard for the Lord. In the in, uh, early church, all those who worked in the church were volunteers. They do, they do not receive any compensation. Uh, this, the church does not give salary or compensation to anyone. Even Paul was not salaried. So Paul had to do uh, to do tent to make tent to support himself. So That's why he was called a tent maker. He had to work to support himself. All those who worked very hard in the, for the Lord in the church, none of them were compensated. There's only one reason. Because they love the Lord. Because they love the people. Because of their love for the Lord, their love for other people, they were willing to sacrifice their time, their effort, to work hard for them. Because right now, we are more systematic in doing church. We have our pastors, we have our, our pastoral team. We have church staff. But please, please remember, nobody comes to the church to work for money. If you don't have the calling of the Lord, you will not Enter here to work. You know, our pastoral committee right now comprises people who are very brilliant. All of them have academic honors in their studies. I'm sure if they are to work outside of the church environment, they'll be earning a lot of money. If they are to go into business, they will not uh, be as inferior to you. Why did they have why did they give up all these things to work inside a church? Because of God. Because of people. Because they love God, they love people. They are willing to work hard for the Lord. They are there to nurture and to care for each other inside this household. And I'd like to use one verse to conclude today's message. This, this is the, probably the best verse uh, to, uh, to explain everything. 
there is neither Jew nor, nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Dear church, this is the mystery of the gospel. This was the mystery that was hidden in long ages past. Now it has been revealed to us. Now we have seen it. We have uh, seen the evidence of it inside our church. Romans chapter 16. Even though it was full of greetings. All, but all these people who were greeted were part of the household of God. And through the lives of each of these individuals, God's power, uh, the power of God's gospel has been revealed. May the Lord help us that you too would accept this great a mystery of the gospel that your life will truly be transformed. We will conclude the study of the book of Romans here. May the Lord help us. And not only do we have to understand the gospel, but we have to accept the gospel. Let me ask you, have you accepted this precious gospel? May the Lord bless you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. That you have allowed us to conclude this series in the study of the book of Romans. That we truly have an amazing God, this, uh, your righteousness and your salvation with us. Not only do we understand what the Bible is trying to say to us, that we will accept your word, that we would accept this great mystery of the gospel, because this mystery has already been revealed to us, and a lot of people had already accepted this, and a lot of lives had been transformed. May the Lord help us that each one of our lives will be truly be changed. That we will not just be hearers of the word, but we will be doers of the word. That our lives will truly be transformed. Thank you, Lord. Hear us in our prayer of thanksgiving. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We have concluded our study in the book of Romans. Next week is uh, December 18. The week after is December 25. These two weeks, I would, I would like to speak on a uh, two-part two series called Behold Him. Behold Him. He is our Savior. The first is, Behold, He is our Savior. He is our Savior. The second is, Behold, He is the newborn King. He is the newborn King. He is the newborn King. These two Christmas messages, these are gospel oriented messages or evangelistic in nature. So I will encourage you to invite. 
your non-believing、uh, friends and families、uh, to join us. Now what? If it's possible, come here and worship face to face with us. So that your friends who have yet to receive the gospel, through the,、uh, in this Christmas time, they will come to know this Lord. That He is our Savior. And He is our newborn King. So may the Lord help us. Let's meet again next week. God bless you.